are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. New York Giant fans, welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Train and I cover the New York Giants for a variety of places. Follow my work by following me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. And of course, there you can also drop questions for me for Twitter Tuesdays by tagging them Ask P Train, T R A I N. On today's show, I am bringing back a, a guy who I haven't heard from in a little while. It's not his fault, it's more or less my fault, but he's, he's, he's a regular guest. He's a good friend of mine, a favorite of mine. His name is Chris Biziano. He's with the Giant Insider. And uh, Christopher, how are you, my friend? Good, Patty. It seems like an eternity we haven't spoken. Right? I know, I know. We got to, man, we got to stay in touch more often. I'm telling you, it's, it, it, it's, it gets lonely, you know? We, we don't yeah, see each other yeah. during the weeks like we do during the season and on Sundays. And I don't know about you, this last Sunday without, you know, NFL football, I was like, oh, something's missing. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going out of my mind. You know, it's gonna be, it's, it's a long old season and uh, it's tough. These Sundays, you're looking around like, oh, what are we doing, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so anyway, on today's show, what we're going to do is we are going to take a look at the Giants' pending free agency list. Now, the Giants, um, we're not going to necessarily look at the the exclusive rights free agents because most of those guys should be back. Although there is one guy I'm going to I'm going to mention, uh, as and we're going to kick around, but we're going to start off with um, you know basically the restricted free agents, of which I think there's like maybe three or four of them. And right. then we're going to really dive into the unrestricted free agent list and just kind of, you know, throw out the name and just, and debate, you know, whether or not we think that person will be back. So let's jump right in. And before we do, Chris, I want to talk about one exclusive rights free agent that I would be kind of surprised to, to not see get a contract. That is kicker Aldrich Rosas. He's due to make uh, $510,000 I'm sorry, he made $510,000 last year, had a Pro Bowl season. You know, the Giants don't have to get him locked up, you know, because they, they do control his rights, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But do you think now is the time to to extend him, given the fact that the Giants don't have a whole lot of cap money and, you know, depending on how much they can clear, you know, I, I just don't know if they're going to have the money to get him locked up. Do you? No. Yeah, I don't think they do either. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere, but I don't think there's a need to extend them right now. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Pat. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, uh, you know, you, you kind of want to, you want to take care of him. You want to get him mm-hmm. locked up. But, but at the same time, you know, you've got so many other pressing needs. But I got to think the Giants would maybe at least give him a, a, some sort of race, don't you? I think they'll give him a little raise. But I, I would also like to see him do it for another season, Patty, before we start long-terming him a little bit, you know, before we yeah. start giving him that three-year deal. Um, you know, his, don't forget his, his first year was a little shaky. Uh, and then he had an all-pro year last year, so I like to see him do it again next year, and then we can talk about some serious money for that young for that young man, you know, down the road to keep him a giant for a while. 
That's a good point, Chris, because, you know, he did have the, the, the shaky year the first mm-hmm. year. He had a breakout year last year. And, and, and I think you raise a good point there. You want to make sure that you have the guy going on the upward scale and it's not a, you know, a, a one time, you know, exception to the rule with him. So that's that's a very yeah. good point. So yeah, doesn't... I'm sorry, Pat. I mentioned it before earlier um, that if McAdoo was the coach here this year, I'm not even sure Rosas is a giant. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, you know, point. Sherman came in with the clean slate and, you know, Sherman was a man of his word. He, you know, he did give everybody that clean slate for, you know, everybody started at zero and Rosas had a great year, you know, mm-hmm. but now, you know, we like to see him do it again. Right, Pat? I mean, I, 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 you know, I know Sherman loves him. The, the kid was a pro bowl and all that. No question. But let's that first year kind of scared me a little bit. He missed, you know, some field goals and all that. And, and he had a great year this year. Let's see him do it next year, Pat. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I guess I can get on board with that. Absolutely. And, I, and uh, you know, if he continues to play at a Pro Bowl level, then I would say for sure next year, you know, after next year, get him locked yep. up for a long term. No All right, Chris, let's look at some of the restricted free agents. Now, let's see. This list is kind of let, – let me just – let me just put this. I'm, I'm using, by the way, as my source, SpotRack, which has a list of all the free agents and their statuses. All right, so the Giants have four, what, yeah, four uh, restricted free agents: Corey Coleman, Alex Tanney, Spencer Pulley, and uh, this guy Britton Golden is listed with him. Oh, you have uh, Cur- you have Curtis Riley too. Uh, Curtis Riley, I think, is is unrestricted. I think okay. he's unrestricted because of the number of accrued seasons he, he amassed. Okay. So, okay. Let, all right. So of these, I mean, Alex Tanny, I'd be surprised if he's brought back. The two that I would debate over, I guess, would be Spencer Pulley and Corey Coleman. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? Let's start with Coleman first. Mm-hmm. Do you bring mm-hmm. him back? Um, No, I probably wouldn't, Pat. Oh, interesting. Uh, Why not? Um, I don't think he did much in the offense. Um. He, he he wasn't bad as a kick returner at, at first. Then he kind of slacked off a little bit there. Um, he's a restricted free agent. Yes. So I I, I don't know, Pat. I I, I think they're going to look to move on from him. Um, you know, I know you, you know. I, I don't see it, Pat. I don't. I, you know, I, I think I think Quadri Henderson is going to be that number one returner going into camp. And I don't think Coleman showed enough for them to bring him back. Okay, but that's just that, my opinion, Pat. But is that a result of you know we got to ask ourselves? You know, he did come in late, yeah. you know, and and you know he didn't have the benefit of an you know the OTAs. He didn't have the benefit of a full training camp with the Giants. Right. Now I know you and I have talked about this before. You know, there was some concern about how quickly he actually learned the playbook. Right. You know, is is he worth maybe bringing in? You know, because again, on a, on a restrictive free agent, if you if you tender him at a, at the original level, you're not talking a huge investment. But with that said, with the Giants having little cap space in which to navigate and a lot of needs, you know, you you got to be a little bit more judicious with who you who you tender and who right. you don't. So with that said, do you do you maybe say to yourself, okay, let's see what he can do with a full off season, a full slate of OTAs and a full training camp, and then make that decision to maybe he becomes I don't know. Your, yeah, your, your I, I think that's fair. Receiver? Yeah, yeah, no, Patty, I think that's fair. Uh, no, I, I think that's fair to to do that to approach it like that. Um. I guess you know the kid is. Ta- Listen, the kid has got talent. There's no question about it, Pat. Um, so to bring him back and, like you said, 
going through camp and giving the whole off-season program with uh, the team is definitely a valid point. Um, me personally, Patty, I don't not quite sure I would do that, um, but I could see the Giants approaching it like that. I could, you know, definitely. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did, Pat. Yeah, I mean, I I can kind of I see your perspective because you know the Giants. I think they're going to probably want to get a tall receiver. Mm-hmm. They definitely need to end this this uh, experiment that they did last year, where they they rotated the third receiver. You know, it was a committee approach, considering they were in eleven personnel fifty six percent of the time. So they definitely, in my opinion, need to get a solid and consistent third receiver, and then really your fourth and fifth receivers, which I would think Coleman would be, would probably be you know your special teams guy and you figure you know Henderson like you said he was the most productive of the uh, of the punt returners and kickoff returners so you have to think he's going to get an opportunity to compete and then really that leaves one other position so do you give that to a Coleman or do you go with a younger guy who maybe uh-huh. is trying to you know catch on who and who can be had it for a lower rate yeah Patty you know I to me I think it depends on what they do with Cody Latimer I know he's an unrestricted free agent you know let's see if Gettleman Brings, he's a big body. He could return kickoffs. You know, he's you know he's the type of kid you look for in the red zone. So, if they bring him back, Patty, I don't think there's a spot for Coleman. Yeah, I, that's a good point too. That's definitely a yeah, good point. Because so. you know Cody, you know Cody did some things. You know he was injured last year. You know at the end of the year, he, you know he did some things in that Dallas game, and and he is a big body, Pat. You know, and and yep. he does return kickoffs. And he plays special teams. So you look at both of them, him and Coleman. Now I don't know what they're gonna do. With, Vladimir, don't get me wrong, he's an unrestricted free agent. I'm just saying if they do bring him back, I don't see a spot for Coleman. Yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. But uh, we'll see. I mean, personally, if I'm the Giants, I redo spots three through five or six, however many they're going to they're gonna keep at that position. I mean, I, I just, you know, they had Odell, they had Shepard, Sterling Shepard. And, you know, you got, you got – flashes here and there from the other guys but really not enough to, to say okay yeah this guy's definitely a keeper right. for the long term and they, all right let's yeah i'm sorry go no no go ahead finish your thought no and they liked and they liked another unrestricted free agent too a gentleman guy and russell Shepard. yes you know, another special teamer another good locker room mm-hmm. guy that that played pretty decent for us last year so that's another spot pat you know you gotta yeah. see what they want what they're gonna do with so yeah patty i i don't see it with coleman i mean i could be wrong i'm not saying i'm you know i know anything about that uh i know i have inside information i just don't see it um in him but i could be wrong pat yeah yeah for sure and, and russell shepherd of course i think is an unrestricted free agent yes. along with yes. cody latimer so yeah. all right let's let's look at uh spencer pulley the center now he was mm-hmm. inserted into that final what what ended up as that final edition of the offensive line didn't do horribly but you know i gotta wonder if the giants maybe look for a longer term solution or maybe they bring back john jalapio to be that center so i'm just not sure what what do you think they do with spencer pulley yeah i don't think he's going anywhere because he could play guard and center i think he's a nice guy to come in you know uh if somebody gets injured i think jalapio is going to be number one center going into camp it's going to be his job to lose and I think a guy like Pulley showed enough from his time with the Chargers and his time this year with the Giants to be a guy that could fill in at center. He could fill in at guard, if you know, coming off the sidelines, you know. So I think he did enough, Pat. I think he's going to be, you know, a giant next season. It's interesting, though, Chris, because everybody I've spoken to, the draft analysts that I've had on the show, have said that this is a very good class this year for interior offensive linemen, centers, mm-hmm. and guards. Yeah. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, you know, what is your long-term plan at center? Can Jalapio, 
who, what is he, 20, he, he's got to be in his late 20s, I think, at this 26, point. 26, I think, 27. 20, oh, he's yeah. 26, 27? 27, like so, that, yeah. So, so you got you to gotta ask yourself, can maybe he be maybe the long, Yeah, I'm sorry, Pat. Can he be the long-term answer? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he look, the guy's coming off injury, a serious injury. He's been working his butt off. Super right. nice guy, by the way. I mean, you, you can't help but root for this guy because he, he just represents everything you want in an offensive lineman. But you do have to, you know, it's a legitimate question to ask, you know, how is the injury going to affect his mobility? Because sometimes on an injury like that, it can take a guy, you know, multiple years to really get back to being themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they did like him, Pat. Um, he's 27, by the way, Jalapeno. Okay. I, think that, I, did, that, that, I think they did like him last year. I know it was only a short, you know, only a short window with, you know, of course he got injured early in the season. But, um. I'm not sure that they're going to address it in the draft as far as center-wise. I, I think Gettleman's going to be looking at that guard and right tackle position, you know. Um, but that's that's a question that can't really answer right now. We just don't know what Dave Gettleman is thinking, you know. Yeah. Uh, and Sherman, I know Sherman liked it, Patty. You know that, too. Sherman liked Jalapio. Yeah. Um, so if they don't, it's his job to lose it. They don't, you know, I don't know what they're thinking as far as upgrading, you know, going for a center in the draft. Me personally, Pat, I think they're going to be looking at right guard and right tackle more in the draft. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, especially right tackle. I mean, that's that's a position they absolutely have to upgrade. You know, I, I mean, Chad Wheeler can be a nice swing tackle type of guy, give you depth, but I don't think he's he's their future as far as the starter no. goes. No. Chris, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll start diving into the unrestricted free agents. Giant fans, stay with us. Welcome back to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena and special guest Chris Viziano of the Giant Insider. And we are looking at the Giants restrict, restricted and unrestricted free agent list and kind of just going down the list and giving our, our thoughts as to who we think might be back, who might not be back, and why. And Chris, let's turn our attention now. Let's start looking at the unrestricted free agents. We talked about a couple, um, you know, at the beginning of the, or towards the uh, uh, end of that first segment there. So we talked about Latimer. We talked about um, Russell Shepard. So let's let's just go down this list here, and uh, let's see. We'll start with, all right. Stewart's been cut. Uh, Barwin's been cut. So we don't want to go there. They won't be back. Let's let's start with Landon Collins. Now you know Landon Collins. I I think we can probably agree he's a guy that needs to be back. But right. here's the problem. What is his market value? Do you want to pay this guy top dollar, which is what he's probably going to be looking for? And then here's the other question, if you're the Giants. Do you put the franchise tag on him, or do you do, as I suggested for an article for Forbes, put the transition tag on him? Yeah, I, I, I guess you're going to start finding that out pretty soon, Pat. The first day the franchise tag is coming up on the 19th. Uh-huh. Um. We'll see what Gettleman's thinking. Like you said, Patty, does Gettleman want to give him $13, $14 million a year, whatever it's going to be in the market, you know, um, you know, considering there's other guys down the road. So that's the, that is the question. Me, Patty, I would uh, I would like to see Collins back. Um, now, obviously, if he's asking for a insane amount of money, then no, you know. <laughs> but I think he's going to be – I'm not sure they're going to do the franchise. I haven't heard anything about it, negotiating with him, Pat. Um, so I don't know what they're thinking along the lines of him. I would want, I want him back. Like you said, the transition tag is not a bad idea, you know. 
Um, but we'll see. Because in a week from now, you know, you could start franchising your players, and that, then you'll get the feel of what they're what they're thinking. Yeah, I, I just, you know, again, I, I go back to the cap space. Now, I know the Giants are going to clear more cap space. That much I, I can pretty much sit here and guarantee you without, you know, having any inside information. Right. But they are projected to have 11 draft picks. So they're going to need a nice big chunk of that space to devote to the draft class. Even if they don't take 11 picks, they're going to need a nice chunk of change. Okay. They also... You know, if they franchise Landon Collins, now they're going to tie up what? Uh, what is it? Twelve million or something like, like that? 13, yeah, something like 12 that. Twelve yeah. or thirteen. Yeah. So they're so between what they have to set aside for the draft picks and what they are going to have to set aside to tr- to franchise Landon, I just don't think it makes sense financially to put that franchise tag on him. And here's the other thing, Chris: the Giants tried to shop Landon last year. They were, you know, reportedly looking for a number two pick in exchange for Landon. They did not get that. So it makes you wonder now, you know, if no team was willing to give up a number two for him, you know, if they slap that franchise tag on him, who's going to give up a number one for him if they couldn't get a number two? So that's why I wonder if they go with the transition tag. Uh, yeah, it's possible. You know, a lot of times these teams put the franchise just so another team can't sign them and then they negotiate a contract with them, you know. So um, now, of course, if that doesn't work out, then he has to get the one-year deal with the 13, whatever, whatever the safety tag is going to be. Um, yeah, I, I, it makes you wonder what, what they're thinking along with Collins, you know. Um, you have to believe that. I mean, get on, you know, Sherman spoke so well of him during the year. But like you said, a salary cap – is the issue They're only like 28 over right now, you know, um, the, uh, under right now. So it's a lot of money if he doesn't sign a contract and he do franchise him, you know, that, yeah. that eats up a lot of the cap. Um, yep. So I think the plan would be to Patty that they would, and then they drop the tag, you know, negotiate the contract with him. You know, I think that would be the plan. But like you said, you know, if they were looking to move him last year at the deadline, Pat, and if that is, you know, if that was their plan, they were trying to get a two form. Then to me, that says that they're going to go to a certain number, Pat. And if, they, if Collins camp doesn't agree with it, then he's going to move on. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, too. And, and, you know, that, of course, would create a huge hole on that defense because Collins can do so much. And, you know, then the other thing, Chris, is, you know, he's coming off that shoulder surgery that he yeah. had at the end of the year. And, you know, I, I won't quite say it's like what the Giants went through with Odell. But it's it's very similar in nature because now you have a slippery slope you have to navigate with him. And it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing with him. Now, Chris, with these next two guys, I'm going to lump them together because I think it's going to be one or the other uh, with these next two guys. And I'm talking about a pair of defensive linemen, Mario Edwards and Kerry Wayne. I do not see both of them back. I see maybe one of them coming back. And if I had to take a guess, I would think Mario Edwards would be the guy. Mm. But I could be wrong here. I mean, what what's your thought on that? Well, I've expressed, you know, in the past with you and with the insider and all that, I hope Gettleman brings a win back. Um, you know, I... He, to me, Pat, he's a nice guy to rotate, that rotates in that defensive line. He's an excellent special teamer. You know, good locker room guy, quiet dude, goes about his business. Um, I'm hoping they bring him back, Pat. Uh, now, it makes 
sense, you know, cap wise, I mean, if they bring Mario Edwards back, I'm sure it'll be another one year deal, you know, like a one year type deal for one point, whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. I want Gettleman, I'm hoping Gettleman brings Win back for our unrestricted free agents, Pat. I think Win should be a priority to retain him. Um, I thought he had a solid year last year and a guy that's really plays well at special teams. We know how much they value special teams, Jeremy and Gettleman. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm hoping it's win, Pat. But like you said, it all comes down to that cap number and stuff like that. And that's where you could see Mario Edwards staying because he's going to be a lot less money. And then here's the other thing we have to consider, Chris. This is a very, very deep class for defensive linemen. Yep. So maybe the Giants say, you know what? We're going to just get our long-term guys. We'll be able to get them on their rookie deals, and it'll and and we'll basically be able to get like a two for for the price of what we would pay, you know, one guy. So maybe the Giants go in that direction. Matter of fact, I would not be surprised because here here's the thing with the Giants' defensive line, they did not. You know, get if you go back to what Gettleman said before the draft, he t- spoke about how he liked, you know, in Carolina, they had eight guys they rotated in and out. How the Eagles, you know, who had won the Super Bowl the year before, uh, had had a, ro- a deep rotation and were able to rotate guys, you know, to keep them fresh. The Giants really didn't have that on the defensive line. So, you know, I firmly believe they are going to add a defensive interior. I think they're going to add an edge guy. You know, I could see them adding, you know, maybe even a third guy. But, you know, how many of the guys that are, are free agents, and, you know, you could throw Josh Morrow in this group as well because he is also going to be um, an unrestricted free agent, as is right. John Jenkins. So how many of those do you actually say to yourself, okay, you know what, we're going to hold them over to this year and mix them in with the young guys, you know, along with Dalvin Tomlinson, B.J. Hill, uh, R.J. McIntosh? Yeah, yeah, no, no question about it. I mean, they they want to get that six, seven man rotation going. Um, you're gonna have three kids on a rookie contract, and like the three you just mentioned. And then I don't think Morrow is gonna be back. Um, and then you're gonna draft, right? They're gonna draft. I would say they're gonna draft two. You, would you agree, Pat? That they're gonna draft two defensive linemen in this draft. Oh, I, I, I don't think there's any question that that. I think that's what they they maybe would like to do. Mm-hmm. But see, the big thing here, Chris, is they do not have a third round draft pick, mm-hmm. and that is going to I I believe the you know if they can get a third round pick, that's going to change maybe how they approach things because I don't know about you, but if I'm D- Dave Gettleman and I don't have a third round pick and I have to sit from the top of you know basically the top of the second round and then have to wait till the next day to yeah. make my pick. I would probably, you know, go stir crazy. I would want to have a third round pick. Yeah, I believe yeah. that they will try and get a third round pick in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll try to package up. What do they have? Eleven, right? They're gonna have eleven going. They into the have draft? eleven. Yes. All right. So I, I think they're gonna try to package up something. Right. And try to move up. You know. Yeah. Um, and what do they have? I think they have like three number fours or two number fours. Um, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Even then, I could see with one of those number fours going to the defense. Like if they go to the defensive lineman with the first pick, I could see one of those fours being a defensive lineman. Um, so I, I expect two, Pat, in this draft, which will, which will have you'll, then you'll have like five kids on rookie contracts up front, you know, and then you know get that rotation going. You're keeping a Mario Edwards or bringing another, you know, undrafted free agent or something like that. So that's the plan, Pat. You know, you, you have to, you have to should I say, you know, cut on some positions to meet the cap number, you know, because you're yeah. paying, because you're paying a lot of guys. Now, Pat, of course, 
if Olivier Vernon is released, now you have some more cat room. You know, well, it depends. So. It depends, Chris, on how you, how you designate him. Right. To me, it makes sense to designate him as a post June first because, as I've I've written in other articles, now you've got you can you can optimize the savings on him. You can use that money to sign your draft class, and now you have enough money to get you through the rest of the year. That's what I would do. Now, depending on how desperate the Giants are, they might say, "You know what? The hell with it. We'll we'll, we'll eat the eight million in dead money, mm-hmm. but and, and we'll take advantage of the cap savings now." But I think, and and you know, to be clear, I it's not that I think Olivia Vernon is is garbage. I think he's still a very you know he can play at a decent enough level to be yep. kept. But that cap number, as you and I have discussed in the past. It just does not match the production. I think he's more of a ten million dollar guy than he is a what is it nineteen? Yeah, nineteen next year. Yeah, yeah he, he he's not a nineteen million guy. He's more of a ten million in my opinion. But you know, but it, again, that's that's how I see that playing out. So the Giants are going to you know, assuming they go that route, they're going to have to figure out where the rest of that money is going to come from. Now, I think they're going to restructure guys, you know, and and I wrote about a couple of them, you know, for Forbes. I just put a story out this past week about restructuring Odell, for example. I've done, you know, a restructure scenario for Eli Manning. They're too top-heavy right now, and they've got to balance that out because their top five guys, you know, right now are projected to count for 49% of their cap. In, in 2019, which is just unheard of. They've got to get that number down. Yeah, and they're going to do it by trying to restructure or releasing. Right? Yeah, probably a combination of right. the two. You might see a release where uh, you might see an OV getting released, and it's going to be now because you got to free up that cap moment if you, because you're going to look to be a little aggressive in free agency, right? Well, again, it depends on how they how they treat him. If they designate him as a post June first transaction, they can't use that money until after June first. That's what I would do. I know that doesn't make sense, but you know, I would I would restructure Eli. I would restructure Odell. I would you know release o, uh, uh, OV. Use that money for after June first, and now yeah. you've got yourself a lot more breathing room, and you've also balanced out your top five, which yeah. is just too top heavy right now. Yeah, listen, Patty, uh, I put this on Twitter. I know. It's not real favorable for a lot of people, but I firmly believe that Eli Manning getting another year, negotiating another year, and then lowering the cat number for next year is in play. You have to do it that way, Chris. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I know to... a lot of people don't want Eli around anymore, and they definitely don't want him get, getting another year on his contract, the possibility of playing in 2020, but I think that's the way to go as it far is. as giving him another year and then lowering the cat number big time here. Well, uh, you, have, you you have to do that because you because he's not getting released, Patty. He's not right. getting and released. You can't restructure so. a contract when there's only one year left on the deal. You have to have multiple right. years right. in order to restructure it. So that right. it, it's something that I always say too. And of course, you know, people slam me for it. Yeah. And I'm trying to look at it from a business perspective. You have to have that extra year. Now, this way, you know, you also have a placeholder. So if you draft the quarterback this year, and now let's let let's say they take you know Haskins at six, which I don't think they're going to, but let's say they do. So now if you go back to what they did in 2004, they had Kurt Warner hold the, 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 
the seat or keep the seat warm until Eli was ready. And then the following year, you know, Warner didn't come back. So you now, even though you've, you've moved money around, you've lowered Eli's cap hit, you've assured yourself, you've given yourself a little bit of insurance. And then if Eli, you know, you move on from him after 2019, mm-hmm. your cap hit is minimal. Your dead minimal. money right. hit is minimal. So it just makes sense from a business perspective. And I, and that's what I think is in play big time, Pat. I think that's what you're going to see happen absolutely there's no question mm-hmm. Chris, let's take, oh, i think it's ahead. safe to say patty that eli's not going anywhere for 2019 he's not getting released you know and he's going to be the quarterback next september right do you agree with that pat I don't think, absolutely i don't I, think I, you know. I, I, barring injury i think eli is under center right and, and i'm not saying they're not going to draft the quarterback at six i'm not saying they won't go haskins i don't know how gentleman feels about him and, and the combine and his pro day and all that is going to come into play here folks uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Giants are not going quarterback for sure. Me personally, I don't think they will, but they could fall in love with this guy. You've seen this happen over the years where guys just all of a sudden they look so good in combine. You know, they look so good in the senior ball. They look so good in a draft and teams fall in love with them and, they, you know, and they move up in the draft. So you could see that happen with the Giants. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that Eli Manning is going to be the quarterback in September. So you're going to have to do something with that cap hit. And giving him another year is definitely going to be in play. Absolutely, Chris. A couple, uh, one other uh, position I want to talk about before we take the break. The next break is I want to finish up with the defensive secondary. Now, you know, you mentioned Curtis Riley, um, mm-hmm. you know, before. Um, also, a, a couple cornerbacks that uh, are going to be free agents: B.W. Webb, Tony Lippett. Mm-hmm. Of the three of them, I think Webb probably gets another contract from this team. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree with that, Pat. I think Webb is a guy that is a nice guy to have as your third, fourth corner. Um, put him back in the slot. Um, I, like we talked about it, me and you before, that, listen, he, he, he didn't play as well towards the end of the year, but the guy didn't embarrass himself. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and, and the numbers prove it. And Sherman liked him. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy, I'm not saying now that he should be the other corner opposite of Janoris, you know, opposite of Jack Rabbit, but he's a nice guy to have in here as a third and fourth cornerback, Pat. And, and it wouldn't, you know, I can see him coming back on a one year deal, something like that, too. No question about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And and Curtis Riley, you know, you made the point on Twitter, I think, the other day that he was a converted safety. I'm sorry, a converted cornerback. Um, so, you know, we you have to take that into consideration. But, you know, I, I'm sorry that that end of the season play where he... Yeah, no, he will be back. He will yeah, be back. I, 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 I just... Patty, I just say that sometimes because I know people destroy Curtis Riley. I, I understand it. I get it all that, Pat. You know, people are down on him. They don't want him to see him in a giant uniform ever again. <laughs> I, I understand that. All I like to say is, hey, guys, just one second. Just remember something. That the kid was a corner and, and he won the job. You know, they moved him over at that spot in his training camp and he won the job, so... You know, it's not an easy thing to do, Pat, to be a cornerback, and then all of a sudden they put your free safety because everything is different, Patty. And what was the main problem with Riley was what? His angles, right? His angles, yep. <laughs> so it's, it's a whole different angle world, as I like to say, when you're playing safety as opposed to corner. So, But he won't be back, Patty. I think that's safe to say. Patty, if there's even any thought of him coming back, I think that Cowboy game where he – that attempted tackle he had – where Sherman almost killed him on the sideline. <laughs> I think that kind of sealed his fate, Pat. So, no. Yeah. Uh, he won't be back. 
Yeah, I think I agree. Chris, let's take our final break. When we come back, want to turn to the offensive free agents to do some more. We, I know we talked about some of the receivers, but there's a few more that I want to talk about. So let's uh, take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants, segment three. You're with Patricia Trainer, special guest Chris Biziano, and we are running down the Giants free agent to be list and we are talking about guys who we think may be back and guys who we think might not be back and uh, we spent most of segment two talking about the um defensive free agents or pending free agents now we're going to look at a few offensive free agents and you know in segment one we talked about a couple of the um the receivers let's look at uh, a couple of other guys here and let's see um we talked about Latimer, Sh- Shepard, Fowler. Scott Simonson is an unrestricted mm. free agent. Um, yeah. I think that's a guy they could could bring back. I mean, it's interesting what they're going to do with the tight end spot. I I have a feeling, and and I could be wrong here, but <clears throat> excuse me, I have a feeling Rhett Ellison is not going to be on this team next year. Wow. I don't know. Really? I, I I do, and 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 here's why, Chris. I I I have a gut feeling. First of all, when you look at the salary cap structure, Ellison is the number two tight end. I think we can agree on that, but yet he's being paid like a number one. Mm -hmm. I don't think that stands. I think they're either going to ask him to take a pay cut or I could conceivably see them trading him. And the reason why I say that is because this is a deep class for tight ends this year. And if you can get a guy who can do his job. And, and who knows, maybe, you know, the Giants feel that Simonson, who started to come on towards the end of last year, can do that job for a lot less. So I that that's why I'm not convinced that Ellison is definitely going to be back next year. Wow, interesting. I mean, he is a big cap hit, you know. He's a 5.7 mm-hmm. cap hit. Um, I can see them approaching him while getting that number down. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I don't, I, I think he's going to be back. I, I, would, I would be surprised, Pat, if he's not back, but uh, it's, I find it very interesting that you brought that up, man, because uh, he is a big cap hit number. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, <laughs> we'll see, Pat. That's uh, that's interesting that you brought that out. Um, I think we got to get that cap number down, though, right, Pat? Oh, absolutely. Five seven. I mean, Rhett, he's not a five seven type end, right? I mean, you know, a tight tight end, right? Play. I mean, yeah, he's pretty no. decent, but I, you know, I don't see him. At, you know, at that cap number, man. I really don't. So we'll we'll see what they do with him. I think they're going to lower that number down, Pat, um, and he'll be back. I I don't know, Chris, again, because the tight end class is said to be deep. So now if you're the Giants, the question, the the first question you have to ask yourself is, can Simonson do what Ellison does? I don't know that you can say that he could do it as well, Mm -hmm. but does he have the potential with, with further development and further opportunity to do that? And if your answer is no, do you say to yourself, okay, you know what, this is a fairly deep tight end class Maybe we can get a guy, you know, on on the early in the third day of the draft, you know. And so that's, you know, that was actually, you know, I'll, I won't take credit for that idea. That was actually proposed for me by, was it Matt Williamson? I think it was Matt Williamson who, who I had on the show last week. Mm-hmm. And I think he brought that topic up. And I said, oh, so that sent me, you know, mm-hmm. running back to look at the prospects at the tight end spot and the scouting reports and, and pulling up film and then looking at the numbers. And I said, you know what? There might be something to that. That's an angle that nobody really has thought of or discussed. Yeah. Well, listen, that, that's what makes the offseason fascinating, Pat. Mm-hmm. You know, we all talk about, hey, what could happen here? 
like that was a new one. Like like you said, Matt Williamson brought that scenario up, which is very interesting, right? Very yeah. interesting. So, hey, that's what it's all about, Pat. You know, that's why we all think we all try to break this film down numbers wise. Hey, what are you going to do here and this and that? So, hey, listen, you can't you can't take what Matt said and say, hey, you're out of your mind, my man. That ain't happening. No, you can't say that. It's a great scenario, man. It's something to think about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it's, be in it's, play. It's, so, I mean, to say something like that, Matt is crazy or something like that. No, absolutely not. It's something to think about. You know, it was something that's going to happen down the pike. I mean, you're asking me my opinion on it, Patty. I, I don't think Ellison's going to go anywhere, especially, you know, Atlanta had the second half of the year. Sherman kind of went this offense through Barkley. I think he's going to start off next year going through Barkley. So, that, that 12 personnel and all that stuff to be in play. Um, but, Hey, Pat, would it surprise me if something like that happened considering his cap number? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think that's that we can definitely agree on, that there's no way that they're going to keep that cap number as is. They they just can't. They can't. Not for a guy. You know, that's the type of money you pay to someone who, you know, who's on the field for you a good, you know, 80 to 90% of your snaps, I think. But, you know, we'll see if they agree on that. Yep. All right. Now, another another uh, hot topic, and I know the Giant fan base is probably split on this with, a, with the majority of them wanting to see this guy return, mm-hmm. and that is Jamon Brown, offensive yeah. lineman who came in yeah, off waivers from the Rams, mm-hmm. you know, played well in the beginning, um, st- started to slide off just a bit as the season went on. I know, Chris, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you've said in the past you think they're going to upgrade from him. Do you still feel that way? I think they will. I think they're going to look to in a draft. Yes, I, I do believe that. And I think Jamon's a nice, uh, you know, I don't know. Listen, I don't think that, I think Jamon's going to be looking for some, for some pretty good money, Pat, you know, and his next contract. I know he wants to be here and all that, but I do believe that they will look to upgrade that position. Now, I could be wrong, and he's just going to do the right tackle, right? And then mm-hmm. you have a, if you have a good start at right tackle, then you got Jamana right, and if they re-sign Jamana at the price they will, you know, look and agree with, then you got Jamana right guard next to a stud right tackle. Okay, that'll work. I'll give you that. You know, me personally, I think they're going to look to upgrade the whole right side of the line, Pat. I'm going to stick with that. Could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see if they re-sign Jamon, you know. Listen, Patty, I've said this before. If they re-sign Jamon to a three-year deal, two-year deal, whatever it might be, okay, um, I won't have a problem with that, Pat. I'll go into 28-19 next September with Jamana's right guard as long as there's a new right tackle, Pat. Like, I'm not yes. Gonna, like, I don't want to – like, if, we, if we're going – we're opening up next year in September with Jamana right guard and Wheeler right tackle, to me, that's 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 not a good job to get him, Pat. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, if we have if, – if, if they use a high pick on a right tackle, who knows? It could be number six pick. I don't know, Pat. I, you know, or – and Jamon is back. I wouldn't have a problem with that. The problem I would have is what I just said. If Jamon and Wheel are back on the right side of the line. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, here's the, here's what I, I think may happen or some of the things we have to consider when it comes to Jamon Brown. If you remember when he went on waivers, multiple teams put in a claim for him. Right. All right. And, and the Giants just so happened to get him because I think they had, I, I think, the number two spot at right. the time. Right. So now that he becomes a free agent, you have mm-hmm. to say, you have to say to yourself, self, is it possible that these teams that put in a claim for Brown initially 
are going to come after him, especially some of these teams that might have more salary cap space than the Giants. Right. And I think that's a realistic possibility. Now, you know, again, you you can debate his play and you can say, okay, you know, it dropped off a little bit. And, you know, we don't know why that was. Maybe he, he was banged up. You know, maybe, you know, what we saw wasn't actually what we saw, meaning that, you know, what we might have thought was his fault was actually the fault of the center or the or the tackle or the tight end. I mean, there's any number of, of, of reasons, and obviously only the coaches will know that for sure because they know what was called and what the protections were. But with that said, I, I just – I have a gut feeling – that the Giants are going to have some com- competition for Jamon Brown. And as I said before, this draft class is very deep along the interior offensive line. You mm-hmm. can get solid guards and solid centers. And and this yeah. is this has been expressed to me by several, you know, year-round draft analysts that I've had on the program. So if you're the Giants and you have limited funds, do you say to yourself, okay, you know what, we'd like to have Jamon Brown back, but we probably are not going to be able to afford him. Let's go with a younger guy. And and now, you know, now, of course, you're, you're potentially looking at, okay, do you put a young right tackle next to him or do you maybe get a Daryl Williams or a Juwan James right. and put him next to him? Yeah, no question about it, Pat. We'll see after free agency, right? Um, and this draft is pretty deep in the guard center position, Pat. Not, not as deep as in the tackle position, but definitely deep in the interior line. So you could see the Giants doing that, Pat, you know, drafting a guy, you know, and now you got the kid on the rookie contract and all that. And then you're going to see, like, like you just said, Pat, let's see what they do in free agency, right? right. Yeah. If they come out with a tackle, uh, Patty, if they come out, like say Gettleman comes out with a Jawan James or, or like you said, like a Darrell Williams, right? Um, then guess what? They're not going to re-sign Jamon Brown, right? They're going to, they're going to, yeah. there's the big money at right tackle, right? There's your four-year right. guy, so you're not going to give another three-year deal with pretty good money at right guard. It's not going to happen. They'll, they'll, they'll address it in the draft. So you know what, Pat? We'll get some answers when free agency starts. Yeah, know? and that's 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 one of the reasons why I always tell people who want to jump ahead to the draft. Let's see how free you agency plays out. See, right, Patty, you're 100 percent correct. You have to see what they do in free agency. Yeah, and you have to also pay attention to what the cap numbers look like because that will tell you a lot. And, and and here's the other thing, Chris. I always tell people, if you look at how the contracts are structured, these free agent contracts are structured, you can often get a, a good idea as to what the immediate the short-term and the long-term future plans are with that particular player. I do this all the time when I do roster projections and I break down cap you know, salary cap contracts. And I'll be getting that information again, hopefully, you know, to where I can look at it and and give you guys some, you know, some honest takes on what I think is going to happen. Now, there's always exceptions, don't get me wrong, but a lot of times the the, the proof is right there in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. So it's just so much ifs, Pat, you know, if they're going to do it in draft, if they're going to go after this position in free agency, you know, if they're going to release an OV now to free up more cap room to be more aggressive in free agency, you know, there's so many ifs, Pat. It's, it's so, you can't give a definite answer right now. And anybody that comes out and says, well, the Giants are definitely going to do this, guy, you're talking out of you know what, okay? <laughs> I, I like to say this all the time, Pat, and I know you agree with me, unless you were sitting in Gettleman's room and we're listening to what Dave is going back and forth with, with Sherman and all that. 
you can't you just don't have a definite answer you know you we will start getting answers as the process moves along right pat if a guy gets released restructured contracts and all that before free agency starts right we'll see what happens with landon starting the 19th let's see what they do with landon right right it'll start telling some things go ahead yeah, I was going to say, as we record this, it's February 12th. And, and right about now is, is, if I remember last year's when they started, you know, releasing guys. So right, we, right. we could see, you know, by the time this show airs, we could have seen a couple moves made for all we know. Right. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Chris. Right. I mean, it's, but it, hey, listen, it, it's fun to debate it. It's it, fun to look it's at it. It's great, Patty. It is. And, and and I love going back do. and forth with you, you know, talking about different scenarios. But the bottom line is we have to see as the process goes along what they do. And as we learn, as we get those answers, now we can be, maybe make better educated guesses as to what happens next. Absolutely, Pat. That's what's fascinating about this offseason, right? About the every offseason. That's what's fascinating about it. You know, I know some people out there like, well, this is what the Giants are going to do. Guys, nobody knows what the Giants are going to do until Gettleman starts doing it. Right, Pat? Yes, so we'll find exactly. out as the weeks go along. As the weeks exactly. go along. Exactly. All right, Chris. So he is Chris Miziano. You can find his work on Giant Insider. Uh, he is at at the Giant Insider on Twitter. They have a podcast. He and Jerry Foley, they do an awesome job. The kings of the buffoon crew. Still waiting for my shirt, Chris. Oh, tell my God. Jerry. Oh, well, I'm going to get on Jerry. Right? As soon as we get yeah, off this day, I'm going to get on Jerry. Jerry. Uh, I, I'm upset. I don't think Jerry loves me anymore. No, he loves you. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah. All right. So on that note, Giant fans, we will call it a show. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to Chris Biziano. This is Patricia Trainer signing off. Have a good day.